Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. All right, praise the Lord. Okay, we want to continue with our uh, discussion on the last day's predictions, the G5 and COVID-19. This is part three. This time we want to look at the question of the rapture, that directly connected to the end of the age, or whatever you call the end time. Truth is, when a belief gets too old, it's taken as a truth. Understand what I've just said? When a belief gets too old, it's taken as a truth. Nobody cares anymore to question the validity of such subjects. Even if they don't line up with scriptures, all the ultimate purposes of God, because it has been handed down from generations to generations. A fully propagated by respected fathers in the faith. I just want us to take a look at this theory as it's often tied to the Antichrist as a last day event. The rapture is misconception of scriptures. Just to remind us about what the rapture is believe. It is said that one day soon while the world, whole world is asleep, Jesus shall cross through the empty sky and in a flash catch away his waiting bride. The church secretly as he returns in mid-air. They will now spend at least seven years, three and a half years, some says, in heaven before the throne and join the marriage supper of the Lamb. While it is taking place in heaven, the man of sin, the Antichrist, shall have started the most fearful, supposed great tribulation on the face of the earth. After three and a half years, or that's in seven years, Jesus and his saints will now return to the earth to set up his kingdom, ruling from the old city of Jerusalem for one thousand years. By this time, Satan shall have been destroyed and mankind is left with eternal bliss and endless peace on the earth, they say. But do not forget that even in the midst of this theory and belief that they have, they are divided. For in the midst of this theory, you have the pre-tribulation believers, that is the belief in the rapture taking place between the great tribulation, that's before the great tribulation, pre-trib, or pre-tribe, whatever you want to call that. And then you have the mid-trib, that's mid-tribulation. What I mean is, the rapture is going to be occurring in the middle of the tribulation. And then another camp, which is called post-trib. The post-trib says, the rapture is going to be occurring after the tribulation. You, my dear listener, I don't know which of the camp you belong to. However, let's make progress. 
The question I would like to ask at this juncture is, where is the provision for the fulfillment of certain scriptures like, for instance, Romans chapter 11 verse 26, there the scripture says, And so all Israel shall be saved. First question I want to ask, are all Israel saved now? All Israel shall be saved. Are all Israel saved now? Or want to spiritualize this to mean the church? Okay. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Did you believe this? Now we can see that the rapture believe denies the fulfillment of the above scriptures, which is directly connected to the ultimate purposes of God in creating man. Man says this and is tied to this particular scriptures, like you find in Genesis chapter 1, 20, 27, Psalm 82, 1 to 6, when he says, Let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. That is what was lost in, it, in, 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 in Edom by Adam through disobedience. That Jesus came to do what? To restore the dominion mandate. The rapture theory invalidates that mandate. Take a good look at it. Hallelujah. What then is the abomination of desolation? Because one of the things they also believe is this, this theory. They want us to believe that the abomination of desolation has to do with the supposed Antichrist that will be sitting in the temple of God in Jerusalem. And to support this, they will quote Second Thessalonians 2, 3 to 4 and Daniel 7, 24 to 25. But a careful study will reveal that what Matthew spoke about as abomination of desolation can only be seen in Daniel chapter 9. 26, and this is what he says, After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the priests that shall come shall destroy the city, and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the world desolations are determined. Follow that. Now, if you read this from the century English version, this is what it says. A foreigner and his army will sweep down like a mighty flood, leaving both the city and the temple in ruins. And war and destruction will continue until the end, just as God has decided. Daniel 6.26, the B part. If you look at it from the new century version, it says, War will continue until the end, God has ordered that that place be completely destroyed. Praise God. Are you following this? The Messiah that was cut off in the A part of Daniel, that was just read, Daniel 9 26, the A part, when it said the Messiah that was cut off, the Messiah that was cut off in this passage speaks of the death of Christ after his three and a half years of ministry. Then the people of the prince speaks of the Roman soldiers. The prince himself being General Titus. So without controversy, it can be seen that Daniel prophesied the disorder of Jerusalem at the temple by the Roman armies under the command of Titus. Therefore, to link Matthew 25:15 with a man of sin sitting in the temple of, in a future date and calling that the abomination of desolation is erroneous. When we talk of the holy place, 
and we think it has to do with the physical temple in Jerusalem, it's not true. For you see, all those who go to Jerusalem for pilgrimage do know that once you drop off from the plain at Tel Aviv, you are already in the Holy Land, even without getting to the temple. Are you there with me? So, the Roman armies were already standing in the Holy Land as he stood around the walls of Jerusalem to be it. Likewise, we see in, in, in Luke chapter 21 verse, verse, verse 20, Living Bible says, But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of its destruction has arrived. That is the abomination of desolation. So from the above, you can see that the word desolation is the same thing as destruction. And that Jesus gave this to his disciples as a sign to be observed. And escaped the destruction that was to come to the city AD 70. Are we following? He simply said, there you will know. You will see the awful horror of which the prophet Daniel spoke. It will be standing in the holy place. Then you will notice the Roman armies. That's what he's trying to say. Those who are in Judea must run away to the hills. A man who is on the roof of his house must not come down to take, I mean, must not take the time to come down and get his belongings from the house. Now, the steps to the rooftop were always outside. It means no delay. He said, a man who is in the field must not go back to get his clothes. If this is a rapture, then it requires a physical preparation to get up with it. Are you following that? The next thing, how terrible is it going to be in those days for women who are pregnant and for mothers who will be, who will be with little babies. Pray to God that you will not have to run away during the winter that because it's too cold to be outside at a particular time or on the Sabbath. That was already a time of rest. On the Sabbath, they don't do anything. So pray that the time I'm talking about does not fall on the Sabbath or on the winter. For the trouble at that time will be far more terrible than any there has ever been from the beginning of the world to this very day. That is what is referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah 37. Is that okay? Not for your age, nor will there ever be anything like it again. But God, now I want you to notice that. Nor will there be anything like it again. Praise God. Praise God. But God has already reduced the number of his days. Had they not done so, nobody will survive. For the sake of his chosen people, the elect however, God will reduce the days. The days the Romans will compile the city and the trouble that is going to be on the land. This is mighty 24, 15 to 22. Read it from other translation. I just read from the good news. Can you see it? Now observe this, when the scripture spoke of the elect here, it was referring to those among the Jews who were calling to the Christian fold. There was nothing in all of these passages linking the Antichrist with a supposed rapture. Hallelujah. Now, what is the origin of this belief? The origin of this rapture? It was originated by three men, John Ness and Debbie. Is a founder of the Plymouth Brethren, who started teaching it in about 1828 AD, 
who got some of his ideas from a Catholic monk named Manuel de Lacuzo, I mean Lacuza, who published his ideas in 1750 uh, AD. Then in 1830 AD in England, a 15 year old girl, Margaret MacDonald, claimed to have had a revelation in which the church was taken away into the air before the great tribulation. Therefore, to Darby and the rest of the of these people, this was a confirmation. Dr. Scofield got this new revelation from Darby when he visited the United States in 1862 and included this teaching in the footnote of his Bible, the Scofield Reference Bible. Dr. Scofield actually awarded himself his doctorate degree without any higher education. Now, in early 1900s, Scofield was backed financially by a Jewish lawyer named Samuel Umtea, Umtea who was one of the farmers, one of the farmers of the Federal Reserve Act and was the president of the Occult Lotus Club in New York. Untemeya provided Scofield with free housing for about 20 years while he wrote his note for the Scofield Bible. His motive was undoubtedly political, laying the groundwork to convince Christians to support the Jewish state, which was already being planned by, this, by certain powerful Zionist Jews. Their motive were anything but Christian. The Assemblies of God Church, the first Pentecostal church in the whole world, finally picked it up from Scripture Bible Reference Bible Note while preparing their Sunday school manual through the printing press of D.L. Moody, who was also influenced by Dr. Scofield. And that is how this dangerous teaching came to stay in the body of Christ. No language of Jesus pointed to a rapture. There is no way you will see Jesus' language making reference to a rapture, never promised anywhere. We know is that Matthew 24 is not talking about the rapture. We already know that. Jesus said that in verse 34, this generation will not pass before all that he said comes to pass. Notice that. How long is a generation? Biblical generation is just 40 years. I said that before. Now, we are already some 2,000 years plus when Jesus said that. So he wasn't talking to you because he said, This generation, and it's going to be more than 40 years. Now remember, even after his death, 40 years' time, Jerusalem was destroyed. Now, in verse 37, he makes reference to the days of Noah. And that's another thing that people talk about in relation to the rapture. But I want you to take a close look at it now. Matthew 24, verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall all the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah they were, they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, look at verse 39, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Just pay close attention. What happened in the days of Noah? Who were taken away 
It wasn't Noah. It was the those who were eating and drinking, the unbelievers. It wasn't the righteous people. It was the wicked people that were taken away who were eating and drinking. Read the game for yourself. In Luke's account, which is chapter 17, 27, he simply said, The flood came and destroyed the wicked. And the righteous one was left behind to inherit the earth. So, taken away means to be killed. To be destroyed. It had nothing to do with you being lifted out of the earth. No scripture is anywhere to prove that. Jesus never said that. That was not a promise to the church that he would come and take them away. To take away means to kill. To take away means to die. Read your Bible, please. Take time to study the word. Don't, don't have a carryover of some thoughts into what you are reading in the scriptures. If taking away means the rapture, then is the wicked that will be raptured. This is how we are fed in our end time theology. Just reading scriptures upside down to prove a non-feasible doctrine. We should be ashamed of ourselves. In the parable of the wheat and tires, which of them was harvested first? Matthew 13, 30, look at it. Labor grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather you together fast the tires and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat in my barn. Praise God. Was it not the tires that correspond to the wicked? Jesus' teaching shows clearly that only the wicked are always taken away or killed first and not the righteous. But we are in our theology turn things round because of the rapture doctrine. In Matthew 16 verse 28, for instance, Jesus speaking to the disciples says, Verily I say unto you, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man come in his glory, on his kingdom. Was Jesus talking to you? If none of the disciples still alive today, what is that supposed to mean to us? Was it not his coming in judgment to Jerusalem to destroy the wicked, unbelieving Jews? When he told them in Matthew 10, verse 23, But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another, for verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man become. Are the disciples still running today? Are we in any way living in one of the cities in Israel? How do we let you read this Bible? Hallelujah. The only comings that we know in the Bible are the first and second coming, which is even very unbiblical. We don't know that there are various shades of Christ's coming, such as his coming as a judge, his coming as a rain, his coming as a thief, his coming as a clouds, as a bridegroom, etc. We don't know all of that. We forgot that they are not saying the same thing. The trouble we have today is that we copy and paste what we think our supposed big fathers in the faith have spoken or been taught. Without checking out the truth in what we are peddling scripturally and so deceiving the masses. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 5, 15. Not unto man. I wish we had some good time to talk on these things outside of this platform. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18, is another subject which the field speaks about the rapture. Now the subject of this book 
is an address to a congregation that experienced intense persecution. You can see that from 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 14. Upon Paul's preaching in this city, many believed, which caused the fanatical Jews to stir up a more violence against him and Jason who housed him. Through a tight security, Jason was saved. Why Paul? Are you following me? Yeah, through tight security, Jason was saved. Why Paul was sent away secretly in the night by the brethren in Saroy. Acts 17, 1-10. Follow it. Hallelujah. As out of the great persecution that the church went through, in 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 4 14, they also experienced great sorrow over the loss of a number of their brethren through death. You see that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, I mean chapter 4 verse 13. Paul first sent Timothy to strengthen them because of his failure to go there three times. 1 Thessalonians 2 17. 3 and 3. And then he rejoiced over Timothy's encouraging report of the brethren when he came back. 4 Thessalonians 3 6 to 10. But on more serious note, they needed further encouragement and strength. Therefore, he had to commend them. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 to 10, chapter 2, verse 14, chapter 3, 6 to 10. And that they may follow the course approved by God. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 and 2. Abstain for fornication. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 and 8, etc. But above all, that they be comforted with the resurrection hope. 4 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18. Now he now said, But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as all that which have no hope. What hope was he talking about? It was hope of the resurrection. Therefore, the issue in question is that of the resurrection hope and not rapture. The word of the Lord in verse 18 is, Wherefore comfort one another with these worlds which has to do with the resurrection of the different categories of the saints. In verse 13, you have those who sleep in Jesus. In verse 14, you have those who are alive and remain. In verse 15 you have, and 17, you have those who are dead in Christ. And to be dead in Christ doesn't mean you are buried. Now, I'm not going to deal with that in this particular section. Hallelujah. Are you still here? That is to say... The saints should not be in sorrow for all the saints shall meet with the Lord through the process of resurrection. So this was not to escape the persecution of the Antichrist in the great tribulation through the rapture. Amen? But for the rapturists, Jesus will not appear visibly to those on the earth, but only comes in the night in the air to resurrect the true saints who have died, change the living saints. According to 1 Corinthians 15 and the Philippians 3, and cast them up to meet the Lord in the air. After this is a revelation. He is supposed to come coming with the saints. The interval between these two events is generally regarded as the seven years of Daniel's 70 week. They said during this time, according to this view, the Antichrist will make a seven year covenant with the Jews in which he will allow them to offer sacrifice in a rebuilt temple at Jerusalem. But after three and a half years, he will break his covenant and place an idol, the abomination of desolation. Can you see that? In the holy place of the temple, the Jews will refuse to bow, and the great persecution will result. This is what they call the time of Jacob's trouble. You see the mix-up? Finally, 
According to them at the close of the tribulation period, the end of the age, Christ will return in power and great glory. Those who believe in the rapture will take place before the tribulation I call the pre-tribulation rapturist. Why those who believe the rapture will take place after the tribulation I call pro-tribulation rapturist. This is a theory that has kept the world bound for years. Now, Note this, in the entire Bible there is no way it is said that Jesus will be coming for the saints Read it all through Rather what you find it is coming in the saints and with the saints In the saints, Second Thessalonians 1 verse 10 Through the saints, I mean with the saints, Jude 14 In the saints, Second Thessalonians 1 10, Jude 14 with the saints so, to teach a doctrine with a word very foreign to the word of God is very dangerous. Furthermore, they believe that the rapture will enable Christians to escape the tribulation by using terms like caught up, transformed, and translated. But the truth is, none of these processes makes us to escape a tribulation. But rather, they are making us to escape death, even in Adam. We are caught up for Tesla for thirteen, not into this spiritual I mean into this spiritual state of consciousness to escape from our carnal mindedness, which is dead. Romans eight chapter 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 six. As we partake of his divine nature, so escape from the corruption that is in the world through lust. Second Peter one verse four. Even as we have fled for refuge, Hebrews 6 verse 18, into, into him thereby making us what? Sons. John 1 verse 12. Enoch was translated that he may not see death, not because there was an antichrist or tribulation. Second Corinthians 12 1 to 3, Paul was caught up to the third heavens. He never left the earth. Romans 4, I mean Revelation 4 verse 1, come up hither, have nothing to do with, with the rapture. He said, I will come up here, I will show you things which must be hereafter. That is, I will show you things that will be after the age of the seven churches in chapter 1, 2, 3. In fact, 2 and 3. I will show you things after the church age. So you see, all these terms are the progressive workings of the redemptive work of Christ in us. Other confused believers of this rapture teaching are the three different groups of the sacred tribulation rapture doctrine. Which are the mid-tribulation rapture, the split-tribulation rapture, and the partial-tribulation rapture. And of course, these groups of believers are more damaging than the previous ones. These partial and split believers contain that the rapture of the saint is based upon merit, and not upon the, your, your faith or the finished word of Christ. This belief is as foreign as the inventors themselves to the mind and purposes of the word of God. It is never taught in the scriptures. Amen. Again, their belief is based on the parable of the ten virgins, which is my deeper in the five. So now, they say, They shall the kingdom be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Remember to meet the bridegroom. Amen. All right. In their view, the ten virgins were all Christians, with their lamps trimmed at the first. To them, the five foolish virgins will not go through the rapture because they have no oil qualifying them. But why do you think passages like this started with the word then? Because Matthew 25 says then, the kingdom of God is. This is because it was dealing with the judgment of Israel in the previous chapter, chapter 4, I mean 24. So he meant to say, once the judgment are over, 
This is what follows next. The kingdom of God and those who share his life as a bridegroom. In Israel, the bridegroom doesn't come and take the bride away. Rather, he comes in in the night and the announcement is made by the friend of the bridegroom. Just like John was to Jesus. The announcement of the bridegroom coming, go ye out to meet him. Not to go up, go ye out to meet him. Hallelujah. Then the virgins who are like the bridesmaids of today, take the lamps to lighten the street, to welcome him to the father's, father-in-law's house, where the boat will have the marriage consummated. That night will prove whether the girl is a virgin or not, by displaying the best spread the next day, if there was a blood stain on it or not. If there was no stain, the bride, the groom speak to the elders that the wife given to him by his in-law is not a virgin. Then the father and the bride was taken to face the judgment. Now if this was the rapture, how come the foolish virgins, I mean Matthew 25, how come the foolish virgins make it to heaven? Because if you look at verse 11, this is what you see. Afterward came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. You see that? How did they get to heaven? They have been raptured. The, the wise one have been raptured. They are already in heaven. How did the foolish one get to heaven to be knocking on the door? Something is wrong with our theology. Lance in the Bible speaks of the word of God. Psalm 119, verse 105. The word that, that is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And oil in the Bible, of course, speaks of the word of God. Illumination. Of the word of God. So, to be foolish without oil just means you lack understanding of the word of God as per the season that God is speaking about. By implication, these will not understand the words he was saying, those will not understand the words he was saying before victims to the judgment that was to come to Jerusalem. That is why it is a parable about the kingdom of God. So hence, in 1 Corinthians 6.17, the Bible says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. You don't have to be raptured to be married to Jesus. Above all, God in his world promised us escape from the temptation. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. And Jesus further prayed for us to be preserved. And he said, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them, the Christians, from the evil one. John 17:15. Not rapture them. Please see verses 9, 15 to 16 of John 17. He prayed that we be preserved, not to be taken away. And God, I believe, will answer the prayer of Jesus. It is not clear enough that 4 Thessalonians 13:17, which is a common text of the rapture, is not dealing with the rapture. Rather, it is the issue of resurrection, as you find in 4 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13. To 14. Why the ten virgins can be seen as all being Christian, the truth of the matter is this. Ten virgins correspond to the parable of the wheat and tares, all having the appearance of Christianity, even in their acts, making it very difficult to differentiate the fake from the genuine, a task that only Christ is capable of. The point thereof is, if there is to be any rapture, just like resurrection, all should be seen as part of the finished work of Christ on the cross as the resurrection has only been considered. So why are the rapture believers confused? Simply because the issue of rapture is foreign to the mind and the word of God. Therefore, they will want to believe it. Those who want to believe it will have no foundation. That's why they are confused. 
Friends, nothing about Antichrist that will be on the stage through the preparation of the G5 and the coronavirus. And so the rapture will soon take place as Christ comes to take his people away. There is nothing like that. It's all a religious deception. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Follow what we just discussed right here in the book of Matthew chapter 25. It is about you know what the Lord. Go ye out to meet him. Don't, it is a go up to meet him. Praise the Lord. That is what happened in the Jewish setting. The bridegroom is coming. Then the bride and the bridesmaid, they will light up the street to receive the bride that is coming. We were coming. That's why you see the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation 21, you see the, the church, which is the heavenly Jerusalem, is coming down. We are coming out of the spirit time. A manifestation of God's house into the world. A manifestation of God's people into creation. It's just like you find in the book of uh, Song of Solomon. And the Bible says, who is that coming out of the wilderness? Did you re realize the, the kind of fear that gripping people of Jericho? How they have to lock up everywhere because of Israel that was coming out of the wilderness? That is what we are talking about. When the church is coming down, when it's going to be manifested It's like what you say The Bible said When it was time for the showing forth unto Israel John came out of the wilderness That is what we are talking about That is where we talk about The manifestation of the sons of God We are not talking about going out of the earth We are talking of coming out of enclosure And unveiling Apocalypse A revelation of the sons of God Now come to the center stage of creation to reveal the mind, the will, the purposes of God to creation. Friends, creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. This whole balloon thing about rapture must be buried. There is nothing like it. It's all deception. And I've just given you the history. That's why I started. Check through the Bible. You can't see any scripture that truly points to the fact that God is promising to come and take away people from the earth. No. Instead, he says, Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Praise the living God. I love you. I'll see you on the other side. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.